reason Brother Woodard was uh, emotional is because all of a sudden it just hit him. All that work, sweat, can I say worry? (laughs) Wondering if it's going to get done. Man, they got done. It looked good, don't it? Good. Sure is good to be here. Let's look in Psalm 30. Brother David may not think that he is the real deal, but he is the real deal. He is the outline preacher. I don't know anybody but an outline together like that, man. I mean, I put together my own outlines <laughs> like that, you know. <laughs> I mean, I these are mine. They may not be real good, but at least it's mine. You know? I'm not getting it from anybody anyway. Most of the time, I do steal them occasionally. Let's look in uh, Psalm 30 there. I'm going to preach to you about a psalm, a psalm of dedication. You say, now how do you know that it's a psalm of dedication? Because I've got a Ruckman reference Bible. (laughs) And and right above Psalm 30, it says, a psalm and a song at the dedication, you know. So, I mean, even a dummy like me from North Carolina can't miss that one, you know. All right, just going to read a couple of verses. Look at verse 1. It says, I will extol thee, O Lord. For thou hast lifted me up and hast not made my foes to rejoice over me. O Lord, my God, I cried unto thee, and thou hast healed me. O Lord, thou hast brought up my soul from the grave. Thou hast kept me alive that I should not go down to the pit. Might have just a dribble different ring for me today. It says, Sing unto the Lord, O ye saints of his, and give thanks at the remembrance of his holiness. For his anger endureth but a moment. We all ought to say amen to that. In his favor is life. Weeping may endure for a... But what? When does it come? But now I want to caution myself and you because joy does not come in the morning for everybody. There's a lot of people that have diseases. They go through a lot of struggles, and joy does not come in the morning for everybody. Now, we as preachers, we have a tendency to preach passages like this, like everybody is included, but we have to have some compassion as well and realize that everybody's joy is not going to come in the morning. It may be a few years down the road. It may even be for some when they get over to glory. Because there's some people that are hurting tonight. So now if you're sitting here tonight in this fine, prepared building and you're able to walk in the building of your own accord, you know, or get in here some way, then you ought to thank God for that. Now I'm very grateful that I'm here. And what you're doing tonight is you're creating new memories. You see, we've had memories over there. Uh, Some of you folks have been around, you've had memories even way over there. You see, you've got some memories of things that have gone on in the past and you've seen how God has moved and how God has worked and how God is blessed. And you see all this stuff that's around you. Let me tell you something. I don't think this stuff happens just by happenstance. I think the good Lord above, he looks down on his people and he says, I need to show them a little bit of mercy and 
I need to give them a little bit of grace. And Well, I tell you what, I don't know about you, but I want to get dedicated to God just because of His mercy. Because He's good. I've got this guy I work with. He's a, he, he's a bike rider. I'm not. You can tell. And he rides his bike like 30 miles a day, man. I mean, I don't know about you, but that is just, okay, can I say the buzzword? That's dedication. Go ahead, get it out of your system. I, I wish I was wholly given over to something like some of these guys are out in the world. I kind of wish I was like the household of Stephanus, you know, where that I had addicted myself to the work of the ministry. Don't you? I mean, really? I mean, we kind of brag about it sometimes, but honestly, are we completely given over to it? Are we wholly dedicated to it? I mean, is it your only thought? Is it your, your only reason for being? Is it the reason you get up in the morning? Is it the reason you go to bed at night? Is it the last thought on your mind whenever you go to bed at night? Is it the first thought on your mind when you wake up in the morning? I mean, are we really dedicated to God like we ought to be? Well, I'm not. I want to be, but I'm not yet. You see, I think sometimes I look at life like this. There's, there's some moments, important moments that come along. It's that, it's that either get in or get out moment. I mean, you're either going to do it or you're not. And I think we ought to get wholly dedicated to God before we ever get dedicated to a ministry. And I believe if you get dedicated to God, then the ministry will take care of itself. I think we ought to get dedicated to God before we get dedicated to our church. I'm all for local church. I love local church. I want more of them. Bible-believing Baptist churches. But I think we ought to be dedicated to God before we get dedicated to the church. And we're not dedicated to God first. Then we're never going to be dedicated to the church the way we ought to be. Amen. I think we ought to get dedicated to God before we get dedicated in a marriage. Amen. Listen, man, we've all been around a dedication service for our children. You know, we dedicate them to the Lord. You know, we sure hope they turn out. But there's no promise of it. But boy, we're sure trying to give them to God. We want them to do something for the Lord. We want them to serve God. I've got a grandson now that's nine years old. God's allowed me to live long enough to see nine years old to that boy. Man, you know what I do every night? I get on my knees and I pray and I say, Oh, God, he may not be the smartest and he may not be the strongest and he might not can run the farthest, but could you please save him and use him to do something for you? Because I don't know about you, but I kind of think doing something for God's the greatest calling there ever was, there ever is, there ever will be. And I want to be that kind of Christian. I want to do something. I want to look down here in verses 1 to 3 if we could. I'll try to give you an outline. It's not as good as Brother Walker's, no doubt, but it's mine. I kind of see a new outlook, you know, kind of a, you know, kind of a getting recharged. You know, there used to be a buzzword up in the mountains, you know, have you, have you rededicated your life to Jesus? I don't see nothing wrong with that. There's a Scottish preacher that said this, the victorious Christian life is a series of new beginnings. And when you mess up, get up. Get up here. 
I mean, when you get it wrong, man, get up here. Amen. You know what, Brother Sam? We've got some, uh, is it okay if I call you that? We've got some, I've always called you that. You're, you're Brother Sam to me. You know, we've got some memories over there. I've got a spot over there. Hey, you need a new spot. You ain't found your spot yet. You need a new spot. I mean, one of these days, Brother Peacock, he's going to preach a message. It's going to just burn your heart. Did not our hearts burn within us? And he's going to preach a message, and you're going to come forward, and you're going to find you a place down here. And you're going to have you a new memory, you know. And then eventually, you see, the old memories, they're still there, they're good, but they'll kind of fade a little bit because you've got some new memories, you know. And it'll be a new place. And you can say, oh, that right there, that's where my grandson got saved right there. And boy, that right there, that's where my boy got saved right there. That right there, that's where me and my wife, we held hands. We come down here to the altar and we rededicated our lives right there. Man, I'm telling you what, see, you got some new spots. Notice in verse 1, he says that, I will extol thee. I mean, man, that's, uh, that's dedication to me. I mean, that extolling, isn't that a word? That's a cool word. I'm going to extol, extol God. I'm going to praise him when he deserves to be praised. Is there ever a time that he doesn't? I think David had a reason to praise God. He was delivered, and notice in verse 1, he was delivered from danger. He says, and hast not made my foes to rejoice over me. You know, eventually you're going to pick up a few enemies along the way, even without trying. And you know what? It's going to be a blessing whenever God delivers you from that danger. Look down at verse 2, and he delivers you from disease. Notice he says, O Lord my God, I cried unto thee, and thou hast healed me. You know, nothing like that. You know, now we ain't we, charismatic now. Got the big church, but we ain't charismatic. Amen, brother? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you remember last year I told you if he pulls me out the door, you know, kicking and screaming, you know, that thing. Well, uh, if he does, please help me. Pray for me. <laughs> Notice down in verse 3, he says, O Lord, thou hast brought up my soul from the grave. Thou hast kept me alive. That's pretty good, ain't it? You know, sometimes he delivers you from death, Amen. from danger, disease, and death, and I don't know, I don't know about you, but that kind of gives me a new outlook. That kind of makes me want to praise God a little bit. That kind of makes me want to shout for the Lord. And I like running, I like shouting, I like preaching, I like singing, I like all that stuff. But I sure do like it when people love Jesus Christ enough to lift up their voice, lift their hand, and praise God just because of nothing else, because He's God. Look down at verse 4. Verses 4 and 5, we get a new day. I've lived long enough to get a new day, man. Get to see some new things, you know. I've lived long. I, listen, man, I got the 6 this year. That's old. If you're 60, you're old. I mean, I'm sorry. That's old. I told Brother Peacock I held up my arm yesterday. I said, look at my old man skin. <laughs> I, can, I, I can do this, Brother Jared. I'll get a bruise. And it'll take six months to go away. <laughs> it's, it's weird. You know what I mean, used to recovery was, now recovery is, I mean, when? You know I mean? When do you recover, you know? It's different. 
Can I say that I have a new adoration for the Lord? Is that, is that okay for an outline? Is that pretty good? That's mine, brother. I mean, it may not be great, but it's mine. Look at verse 4. It says, Sing unto the Lord, O ye saints of His. If you're saved, you're a saint. The Pope don't make you one. I'll only dig tonight. I won't do it again. It says, And give thanks at the remembrance of His holiness. I'm pretty thankful whenever God does something for me. You know, He gives me a good wife. She's been with me 39 years. That's something to be thankful for. I, I think the oh yeah, you ask her. That's the Lord. There's no doubt. <laughs> that is definitely the Lord. I don't know who said that, but amen, brother. That's right. I'm thankful for good kids. You know, pretty halfway decent good kids. They're all right. Ain't too bad. I'm thankful for a decent job. See, we're all thankful for the good stuff. Thankful for a brand new church building. I bet, you know, just overwhelmed with thankful. Seeing God do something. But I'm not really talking about being thankful to God for what he does. I'm talking about being thankful to God for who he is. Notice there in the verse it says, Sing unto the Lord, O ye saints of his, and give thanks at the remembrance of his holiness. Not remembering that he gave you this and gave you that and delivered you from diseases and delivered you from enemies and danger and delivered you from death. I ain't talking about that. I'm talking about just thanking God because of God. I mean, really, man, when's the last time you got on your knees and you said, thank you for being God? And when I do that, I say, thank you for being God, and I'm not. Because I'd make mess the whole thing. I'm just thankful he's God. And I'm thankful not only that, that you ain't. Because you'd make a mess of it too. I got a new adoration, a new appreciation. Karen was telling me a while back, she told me that whenever she was little, I guess 16, 17, that's not little, but um, whenever she was younger, she said they didn't have a lot of money. And she told me, she said, I'd go to my mother and say, I'm, I'm so hungry. And her mother would say, well, just go to bed. When you, wake, when you wake up in the morning, you won't be hungry. And I'm telling you why my heart broke. <laughs> I ain't never had that. I ain't never been that way. We always had food on the table. Not only that, we always had meat. When we first got married, she prepared this nice meal for us, you know, and set it down, and, and uh, it was all vegetables, you know. <laughs> I said, honey, it looks great, you know, but where is the meat? <laughs> I mean, I was raised on meat, you know. <laughs> I've got a new appreciation for the goodness of God. You know, that holiness means that he's pure without blemish. I'm full of them, but he ain't. I'm sure glad of that. Look down at the end of the chapter, look in verse 12. Now, I just want to go through this real quick, but seven times in the, Bible, in the psalm here, in Psalm 30, the Bible says, you have. 
if I counted them right. Maybe I miscounted them, but you know what David's saying? You have done this, and you have done that. You have fixed this. You have fought for me. Has ever done that? Can we get a witness there? He says at the end of this psalm, he says, To the end that my glory may sing praise to thee and not be silent. O Lord my God, I will give thanks unto thee forever. You know, I think that God allowed David to live long enough to see some things fixed. I I was thinking about Moses. You know, we we all kind of pick on Moses because he smote the rock instead of speaking to the rock. But when you get to the end of the book of Deuteronomy, the Lord took Moses up on the mountain and he let him see that land that floweth with milk and honey. You know, aren't you thankful that God has allowed you to see some things? I mean, live long enough to see some stuff. I'm not as old as some, and I'm not as young as others, but boy, I'm thankful that God's allowed me to live long enough to see some of my messes fixed. I mean, I've I've done verse 6. I've messed up some stuff. I've said some stupid things. And every once in a while, whenever I say those stupid things, I look back, and I've got a whole lot of regret, and God will just kind of hide that thing, you know, and allow me to get through that thing without a whole lot of trouble, you know, and I'm so thankful for that. I've got a lot of reasons to be thankful, and I think you do as well. I think about, you know, what Brother Woodard was talking about tonight. That was point one. And he was talking about Simeon, you know, how that Simeon was allowed to live long enough to see the Lord's Christ. And boy, I bet Simeon, I bet, I don't know about you, but maybe... You see, I'm kind of surmising, but possibly. Simeon kind of crawled off in his corner at night, you know, and, and he said, Lord, I, I just want to thank you for allowing me the privilege to live long enough to see Jesus Christ. Thinking about Moses up on that mountain, you know, Lord, I didn't get to enter into the promised land and Joshua was going to take him in. That, man, I'm telling you, I sure am thankful. I don't know, maybe Moses kind of crawled off to the side over there and, and he just got down, but he didn't have to because God was there, you know. And maybe just looked at the Lord and said, God, thank you for allowing me to live long enough to see all this. And I don't know, maybe God gave him a little glimpse. Maybe let him look out a little bit and see this is where I'm going to, that's where I'm going to put, you know, so and so and this is what we're going to do that. And, and maybe he let him look a little further, you know. I don't know what God did that day. God's God, he can do anything he wants. But I just wonder, maybe Moses might have been just a little bit grateful. I think about Naomi, you know, and her going down there, you know, because she was hungry. You ever been hungry? I mean, mean hungry, hangry, whatever you want to call it, I don't care. I mean, she left and lost it all, and truthfully speaking, she probably should have died down there with her husband and her sons. But God allowed her to live, and, and she picked up a partner on the way back, Ruth. And she came back, you know, and she gets back to that city, you know, all the way back to Jerusalem. And she's in there and, and she's saying, Ruth, maybe you ought to go down and see Boaz, you know. And I don't know, maybe I, I'm surmising I wasn't there, you know, you wasn't either. So I'm preaching, I can do this, you know. And, 
You know, maybe she got down at night and said, God, please bless this meeting between Ruth and Boaz. I, I, I'm hungry, God. God, do something. And then here comes Ruth back with her hat full. Man, just full. I don't know, maybe she, she got excited and maybe she went over there, you know, in the corner after Ruth went to bed and maybe she got down on her knees and said, God, thank you. Thank you for allowing me to live long enough, long enough to see your blessings, God. Thank you so much. You ever been there? God done something good for you and it drawed you enough and it, and it made you refocus on him. And might I say the buzzword again? Rededicate yourself to him just a little bit more. Uh, you know, my favorite story is the father. I mean, man. Seen his boy walk down through there? That means something to me. Me and my dad, we didn't get along. I'm envious of Brother Walker and Brother Peacock. Me and my daddy, we didn't get along too good. Dr. Rutman was preaching one night. He said, you know how he'd do, you know, he'd be drawing. Then he'd turn around and he'd point. You know, like, and he, that night he pointed to me. And he said, some of you ain't talked to your mom in years. I said, well, I'm good because I talk to my mom all the time. You know? And boy, the Lord smote my heart. And he said, yeah, but you ain't talked to your daddy in years. I got home that night, you know, and I, I, man, I was under conviction. I got home that night and I called my dad and I said, Daddy, I said, I need to apologize to you. And the phone went silent. I thought he'd hung it up. And his wife got on the phone and she said, just hang on a minute. I can imagine that old man looking down that road, looking for his boy. Don't you reckon maybe, I don't know, Brother TK, I'm, I'm not much, but I don't know, maybe, don't you reckon that maybe after all that celebration was over, over in the conflict with the elder brother and maybe the old man kind of parked aside a little bit before he closed his eyes, you know, and turned off the TV and maybe kind of parked himself and said, God, thank you. Thank you for bringing my boy home. Uh, I think about Jacob, too, you know, thought he'd never see Joseph again. He got to go down and see him. I, I don't know, maybe Joseph, you, you know, hugged his daddy. I don't know the reunion, but there had to be a little something. I don't, do you think maybe that Jacob pulled aside at night and, or maybe in the morning, whatever the time is? I don't know. And maybe he just thanked God for letting him live long enough to see his boy. I got done preaching one morning and, and I, I don't know, it's just a good service, you know. People came to the altar and I always measured it that way, you know. I think it's the wrong way to measure it now, but people came to the altar, you know, and they got up and they was crying and in a few minutes my daughter came down, Jordan came down and she hugged me around the neck, you know, real tight and she said, Daddy, Daddy, she said, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Now, what do you think I did that night? I didn't go home and watch Sports Illustrated. I got off down in the basement, and I prayed, and I said, Lord, thank you. Thank, thank you, Lord. Only God can do things like that. 
I don't know about you, but I think we got a lot to be thankful for. Rejoicing in the Lord because he's God. Just for no other reason. Just because he's God. I mean, it's enough to be thankful that he saved us. But he's God. And he died, or he sent his son to die for you. Ain't that good enough? I, I don't want to ever quit. He says, I will give thanks unto thee forever. Amen. Maybe it would help our dedication if we were a little bit more thankful Amen. to what God's done for us.